It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, and it's exciting because it's like we're traveling back in time. No Marty, no Doc. We're going pre-COVID era. We're doing an Articles of News in person. I think the last one I did was in person, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, I did. We did one over. Yeah, Zoom. we did last but one the, over Zoom. The two, t- the one before that was in person. So I've well, been in Utah now twice. Sorry, everyone's hearing my name. No, it's Mr. Mayor, obviously. The interrupting Mr. No, I'm just I know, I'm really good at that. <laughs> what, uh, here visiting mom? Is that what we're doing here? No, I'm here for work. I okay. was up at University of Utah. No, Utah State University. Whatever one's in Logan. No, yeah, State. Logan. Utah State University. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, I'm here for, for work up in Logan. Spent a day up there. So I came in early, saw my mom. Spent a night up in Logan. And then saw my mom again last night. And i uh, here in the culture. How's mom? How's mom? Mom's doing great. Good. Thriving? She's driving. Thriving. No, thriving. She's driving. <laughs> driving. She's but, still driving. But, she but probably would, know. She probably would like, of course I'm driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's thriving. Yeah, she's Good. doing great. My stepdad's doing great. And Let me ask you this. When you come home to visit mom, being someone who's been away. So I, my mom lives in Washington half the year, but like whenever I, whenever she's around, I see her pretty frequently. Um, but when you've been out of state and then you come home and presumably have at least stayed a night at her house, at your childhood home. Yep. Yeah. Do, does she do the uh, the automatic maternal things like, "Hey, Andy, I made you breakfast, and your clothes are, you know, folded, and I she went ahead and put them in the suitcase." She does as much maternal stuff, the classic maternal stuff, uh-huh, the uh-huh. stereotypical, as she always did, uh-huh. which was zero, <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> Reading I mean, by your face, we were we were quite. She she worked when uh-huh. we were growing up, so it's very much the same. Sure. I got food in the fridge if you want it. Go get sure, it. Sure. That's about as much maternal as it was. So she plans. She'll call, knows I'm coming into town. She'll say, is there anything you want me to buy at the store? Okay. That's that's a maternal. Oh, that's uh, nice. That's as far as it. She'd tell her gushers, some <laughs> some OJ and some purple stuff. You know, it's kind of tough for me. So Maybe. I don't, I tell her, don't buy me anything because I don't know. It's hard to buy for me right now because yep. my current. But- the gastro surgery. Yeah, the we, gastro my, surgery. Uh, and this is horrible. This is the horrible kind of person that I am. Uh, I was thinking about, well, you're coming to town. We should go to breakfast because that's a very social thing to do. And then I just was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we go to breakfast, and this happened, this, I'm going to, I'm in town with work. So we, we have dinners with people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always walk away from there explaining that. It's not that I don't like the food. It's just sure. that I can only eat a little sure. bit at a time. Sure. So, and know. I don't. Need, I don't need your gastro shame. That's what I. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Like you. You have to modify the amount of portions. I have no self control too. Yeah. Do the and then it would make you feel like yeah. you're eating and you're eating a normal amount. Sure. It's just the, if you're comparing what I eat, you just think, man, I'm. A- I'm a pig. That's yeah. what people have felt that way. Sure. Or or I feel like I'd be super bossy because I know that I would want to, because you're in from out of town, don't likely have a fridge. I would want to influence what you bought <laughs> because I'm essentially eating for two. That's like, right. oh yeah, I'm thinking about getting the pork. No, don't get pork, get beef. And I'll um, encourage it. I'm like, get everything. I'll live vicariously through you. <laughs> you eat the waffles, yep. the pork, the bacon, everything. And I'll just watch. But it negates the question. <laughs> Like, are you going to eat that? Like, I already know the answer to that. Like, are you going to? Oh, I already know. Yep, yeah. I'll go ahead and take that from you. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, mom's well back in Utah. Anything surprising? Are you loving the flood watch? How we get so excited about everything flooding? Yeah, well, I was expecting it to be crazy here. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. I mean, yeah. but it, you know, I drove around Ogden a little bit and the 
Weber River and the Ogden River are just quite, crazy high. Yeah, I yep. mean they're like anymore. It's going to be on the roads. Enemy. I mean it's just right under the bridges. And mm -hmm. I'm sure I didn't go into some of the parks and stuff. I'm sure they're getting close, if not actually flooding over. Well, and they're they've talked uh, you know numerous times about how. Uh, Mormon Governor Spencer Cox encouraged us to pray for moisture and how we were able to get it. And that you use the word moisture. Yeah. yeah. That's moisture. that's the important is that someone, I bet you there's been testimonies, uh -huh. all kinds of stuff, and the word moisture has been said a ton in the sure. last two years. Sure. Like Probably if you did one of those word things on the <laughs> internet, moisture would be at the top. One of the, the word biggest, bubbles. The biggest word on that word bubble. Well, it, so so with that, I think that it's nice of us as uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to be vague enough that God can bless us with That's any kind of moisture, right? If we were like, hey, right. we're being very specific for rain, we sort of put God in a, you know, a seasonal box. Right. And you need moisture... In general. Yeah, just in general. So but, as, but so they as are, long as you have a little bit of moisture on your fo sure. forehead, God <laughs> blessed do. you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the other thing with that is they are starting to increase the levels of the Great Salt Lake exponentially, up like three and a half feet, and they're just barely starting to let, or, let some water out of Utah Lake to flow into Great Salt Lake. So, hallelujah, we're not going to die of a horrible arsenic laden... I mean, it's still going to take several years to ever yeah, yeah. recover from... I mean... Flying over, being gone eight years from the state, it is just shocking whenever I fly in to Utah how, even this time, knowing that the flood's going on, how low it really is. Mm -hmm. It's just shocking. Yeah. I don't know in my lifetime if I've seen it that yeah. low. Well, we made the, the unfortunate misfortune of asking how low can we go. Yeah, yeah. And apparently the answer is very, very low. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to think if there's anything sort of exciting. We're in full-blown, like, fix-the-house uh, mode right now. Yeah, I see all kinds of piles of dirt and trenches. And, and, it, and like, is there a, a rhyme or reason to what you're doing at any given time? That's so, what I looked around when I was here. Yeah, right. So uh, is there a rhyme or reason? And maybe I'll take some pictures and post this within this. And of course, we are going to get to actual articles of news where we talk about articles of news uh, pertaining to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But we kind of do this opening exercise, this preamble a little bit where we talk about our lives. Uh, the answer is no. I am um, listening to a book called The Scattered Mind uh, that talks about ADD. <laughs> It sounds sounds like you wrote that someone wrote a book about me. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. As I'm listening to this, I have now reached out to uh, a um, therapist and or medical doctor. I'm going to try medication for uh, attention deficit disorder, uh, which I, apparently they don't call it that anymore. They call it something else, and then another qualifier that you have to go with under that. But whatever, right? Uh, reason being, all to say. <laughs> As I've now demonstrated how my brain works, as you look at the front yard, we've got like uh, trenches dug for sprinklers and a pile of sand, and we've got stones that haven't been laid, and then we've got another flower bed that has no sort of rhyme or reason, and then a fence that's been kind of torn apart, but we haven't put the gate in. It will all be done this year. We've sort of made the overall goal that the, front, yeah, that the front yard will be done. So when you look at our house, the from street approach looks great. But you have to break some things. You have to get in in the mess of things, and that's where we're at right now. Wonderful. It looks yeah. it looks like a, gr a lot of work. Sure. And but it looks like a lot of good work. Yeah. When, you, when it's all said. And done. Yeah. Yeah. We got about two more weeks because then it gets too hot in Utah, and I'm and just then like, you won't do anything until it. October. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's not a joke. Once it gets about eighty-five or higher, 
Yeah. I do it in the yeah. morning or I do it at night or I don't do it at all. Yeah. Well, and, and be glad that you're in Utah because um, even at 85, it's unbearable with the humidity. In, in Texas. Texas? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I, I struggle. I guess that. I thought uh, in like inland Texas, which is where you're at. Yeah, I thought that too. I thought I there was there. not humidity, right? Like I think like Houston yeah. and I think of like San Antonio kind of. No, granted, Houston is worse. And every time I complain about the humidity in Austin and I go to Houston and go, oh yeah, let's go back to Austin. Yeah. It's much better. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, yeah. Still very humid, and yeah. you have those days. And this year's been specifically that way. But it was also nice this morning. I think it was the longest conversation I had with your wonderful wife Jessica, who I called Tina this yeah. morning. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna leave Tina, and I, I and my wife look at each other and go, "Is he talking about you?" And yeah. Of course, that's my sister-in-law, and for some reason that popped out of sure. my mouth. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, you got to visit with her. I was at the gym before you came to my house, and then uh, we're gonna get into. Yeah. A bunch of articles of news you'll read from your phone, which is exciting. Yeah, that is fun, and I, I get I get to exp- use my wonderful foldable bionicles reading, glass, reading glasses because I'm an old man now. Yeah, yeah. So I like it. Are they bifocals? Do you have the? They are. I do have bifocals. I have. Con- I wear so. I'm a. I'm a mess. Yeah. I wear contacts. <laughs> oh, I know, but go on. Because <laughs> I hate to wear glasses, but now I have to wear glasses sometimes for. Reading okay, and so now I have a pair of glasses that I wear that have progressive lenses, mm-hmm. but because I still want to wear contacts, mm-hmm. one of them doesn't have a prescription at all, and then my reading glasses on it, so mm-hmm. it's weird. You yeah. think I just moved to all glasses? Yeah, why wouldn't you do but that? But no, because I want to have the option of not having glasses. Sure. If okay, I want to. okay, because I'm just nuts. Why not uh, LASIK? Why are we not doing that? I think because I spent a lot of money on another surgery last year. Oh come year. on. <laughs> They're a dime a dozen in Mexico. Why didn't you? I should have just went down. Yeah, yeah. Totally safe. But I think eventually I will do LASIK. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do actual articles of news. Hey, you guys wanted to talk to you about a new voice app on the Amazon Alexa. It's made by the church, that is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it's geared for kids and grandkids aged 4 to 11. It's called the Friend Magazine Skill, and it allows your kids to play the Friend Magazine from an Amazon Alexa smart speaker. Now, here's what's cool about it. Each month, it's going to include new stories and new music from the Friend Magazine. It's, uh, you know, a thing that your kids, they know what it is. In fact, if you said, hey, kids, enable the Friend Magazine Skill, they've already done it before you even ask them. And the best part is it's free. It's built by the church, so there is no advertisements or any content that you need to worry about. And it's a fun, great way to help your kids learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's called the Friend Magazine Skill. Be sure to enable it on your Amazon Alexa smart speaker. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these, and I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy DJing events all over the country. 
uh, but especially here in Utah, been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the Cultural Hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com, or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the Cultural Hall, because maybe, just maybe, I give a Cultural Hall discount. Uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity. I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that. Uh, whatever it may be, if you need music to accompany your event or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out. You're simply going to need to go to bestdjinutah.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop, and they start at only $29 a month. And it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Tons of articles of news to be able to share. Some that are very quick, like this one. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, there's a video series that ex- that is exploring President Ballard's experiences as a young missionary in England. It's just sort of like, it, as I gather, it's, you know, I, I remember I had this experience and it's from his journal. And then they've sort of, you know, depicted like you would see, you oh, know, fun. a dramatization of a mission experience. And so... You're able to learn more about President Ballard uh, and then learn more about the church in England at that time. I made the uh, the joke that, you know, maybe it should be a silent film because of how old Elder Ballard is and you know, whatever. Well, I just think, man, if someone was dramatizing my mission, I think <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see that. Yeah, there's 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 <laughs> definitely some parts where it would make a great dramatization. I'm not sure that it would be a faithful dramatization. Yeah, so yeah. It would be funny. Yeah. It would show how lazy a missionary can be at times. Now, I wasn't always lazy, but... Sure. But sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes sometimes a little... Sometimes a lot. Yeah. Uh, Another quick one. This is interesting, Um, uh, especially uh, bloggers, uh, mommy bloggers in here in the state of Utah. Heather Armstrong, who some people know from Deuce.com, D-O-O-C-E, a popular blogger. One of the first, they call her in this New York Times article, the queen of the mommy bloggers. Queen. Uh, Originally a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She graduated from BYU in 1997. And uh, and she she passed away as we record this Mm. yesterday. Uh, It was um, death by suicide. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, so a lot of people grieving the loss of her. She'd been on Oprah. She talked about her struggles with faith, very open. And again, when you think about like the mommy blog of the early 2000s, Heather Armstrong, one of them. And and so that is recent kind of Mormon adjacent news. Uh, And then uh, to wrap out just sort of the quick stories, and I'm sure there will be more, but I thought this was interesting. If you know, I think we talked about this, uh, that the state of Utah changed its flag. It's it's Mormon news because, well, the church is headquartered in uh, Utah, sure. Uh, And the beehive is on there. And the beehive is on there. It's a tribute to... Um, the Mormon work ethic, which yeah. is what someone said, you know, Deseret, it's that whole, yeah, but really, beehive, yeah. really the Mormon work ethic and the pioneers coming in, the beehive depicts all that. Right? Yeah, yeah, allegedly. Um, but the, now in several articles, Utah's uh, new flag is a flop and 
uh, Governor Spencer Cox, previous guest of the Culture Hall, find his episode in the show notes, uh, has said, yeah, we should have known better. <laughs> uh, so it's a flop in what way? Because I, I think from – if you read all the all the things about what a flag should be, and, mm-hmm. and this is something I'd never heard of until sure. like four years ago. Sure. But, um, you know, it meets all those standards. So – is it what? What's it? A, why is it a flop? I mean, like, so, so uh, the best way I can equate it is something like this. Y- you know, um, like if you if you were as uh, how old are you? I'm th- 47. 47. So if, if, if as a as a forty seven year old guy, if you were like, I want to dress cool. Yeah. Right. You're like, I want to be, I want to be dressed cool. So you you look at the styles. And you go and you, you know, you research maybe even the fabrics and you, you know, you're, you're all these things, right? And, and so you very scientifically put it together how you're going to be cool. But then you're not, and I'm not saying you, but for the purposes of this example, you're not cool. Even though you scientifically <laughs> studied how to be cool. Yeah, yeah. There, there's just sort there's, of a, a cool or like a... There's an innate something that has to, yeah. or an emotional side yeah, that has. Yeah, and it's too manufactured. That's what I think it is. I think that Utah went, we need a new flag because the old one just looks like a seal of approval yeah. from the state. So let's do something different. And even in the early phases of this whole thing, we're like, look at Colorado, Colorado. People put that on hats and shirts yeah. and wear it with pride. And they do. Uh, Texas is another example of totally. a state cheese. <laughs> But isn't it a little much. premature to do that? I mean, they just released it like what two months ago? Yeah, or but three no, but no one looks has looked at it and been like, yeah. Well, I think that's the nature of. I think that's the nature of it, though, sure. right? It's one of those. It's like the things when you buy a house. Like you bought a house and you had to, you had to like, you, you like hated this part of the house, sure. but you bought it because the house was cheap and in your price range. Sure. And even though this one thing, and then when you move away from that house. 15, 20 years yep. later, that little thing is what you miss the most. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it's very premature to say it's a flop. It's one of those things that needs that depth of time yeah. and and usage to actually have any value. No matter what yeah. you put up, we'll always feel flat until it's had some time. Sure. But I also think, and I think, I may, think you're may, right, maybe though. to your point, though, I think that's what Governor Cox uh, was sort of saying, like, I should have known that people weren't going to like it. But but really, I think it's, um, like, even if they would have made, like, a tragic mistake, you know, like, oh, my gosh, that's so terrible. Mm-hmm. I think that there would have at least been more of a reaction, like, we're the state with the ugliest flag ever, and then we can kind of own that. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, let's take another Utah example, uh, the latest Utah jazz uniforms yeah. that are like the, I think it's aerial font and it's black right. and yellow. Like there couldn't be more plain. It comes out and people, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But some people embrace the terrible and were like, yeah, I love how air quotes, terrible this is, because they're able to to unify with something. This is so left field. I love that it's so left field. And we manufactured what we tried to have be cool, gave it a little Mormon devotion with the beehive and said, yeah, aren't you happy? And, and it's just it's not. It's, yeah, well, yeah, like it's bring up the Utah jazz thing. I'm like, when they first changed from the purple and yellow to that, like, that jazz thing with the mountain behind it and everything mm-hmm. else. I remember everyone hated it. Sure. And yet that was obviously far better than that 
awful looking purple yellow, those old Sure, the old, old Mardi Gras. Yeah, the, you know, the Ling exactly. Tzu from New Orleans. Exactly. And it was it it was weird how people had the nostalgia for the ugly mm-hmm. and hated the the really well done and then later on the well done fit into it. And I, sure. I just think we're I just wonder if we're premature. Now what I'll say is it weirdly I've I've followed these flag enthusiasts. They love it. The flag enthusiasts give it the highest rating. And in the fact, there's sure. this guy named CPG Gray uh-huh. on YouTube uh-huh. that went did this whole thing on it. Look it up on YouTube. CPG Gray said it's the best flag, you know, that, that he's ever seen. So I just wonder if there's there's more. But these are experts. It's sure. like sometimes you listen to a Marvel expert tell you why sure. the movie you hated is so good. Uh-huh. You're thinking, you know what? It still sucked. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't care if if it fit well in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You you think it's great because they uh, brought this character out sure. that I have no idea who it is. Sure. It doesn't matter. It still sure. sucked as a movie. Like I, I Some wanna, people hated Quantum Mania. I want to bring this full circle then. <laughs> And remember how I said, as a forty-seven-year-old, even if you bought the coolest clothes, yeah, yeah. your the the fact of the matter that you follow flag <laughs> enthusiasts, you could buy the coolest clothes ever, and it would never That's be right. a thing where you're like, oh yeah, that that cool it's Mr. Like Mayor. If I walked nope. into a high school right now and yep. tried to use their vernacular, they yep. just think, dude, old man, shut up, they and would, get out of here. They would be sus of you the moment that you walk in the door. My friend from my friend from high school the other day he he told us um that um his son is 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 engaged. Mm-hmm. And his comment was, "I can't believe I have a son who's now older than me." Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't feel like he's yeah. that old anymore. But well, anyway. So sorry to hear that you'll never be cool. <laughs> I so, never was. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Never was, never will be. And, and and to wrap it up completely, and the the but the problem with the flag is that no one's looking at the old flag and being like, oh, bring that back. Oh yeah, we that's hated, exactly we hated right. that too. So the 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 um the the Utah seal on a field of blue. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Someone yep. went. Oh, we got a flag. Yep. Throw that together. Yeah, we got to put something up. <laughs> at the, least there uh, was some thought in this new one. Yeah. Uh, tell me, what story have you? Um, so I was reading on the Cultural Hall Facebook page, and there is a wonderful uh, TikTok post, and you'll see it on the uh, Cultural Hall, and it's it's actually posted on LDS Living, but you can find it through the Cultural Hall Facebook page, so if you're not following the Cultural Hall Facebook page. You should be. You should be. And this uh, fellow obviously um, misunderstood what an interaction with missionaries at the door could be. And he, uh, it's, it's wonderful to see him respond. And I, these missionaries w- did what they were supposed to do. They talked to him. They committed him to read scriptures and gave him a Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. And he brings it into his house and he says, I guess I'm Mormon now. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're, all of us will agree. They're including his wife or partner or whoever that was, she's like, I don't think that's how it works. He's like, yeah, I think I'm a Mormon now. Yep. He's committed to praying. They're going to come back yep. and call back on him. Well, maybe they, maybe those missionaries should lean into that. And if he feels like he's already a Mormon, just lean into that and say, well, what Mormons do is, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. just tell them what it is. You know what? The uh, the great part of this story will be if the follow-up TikTok, and this was a little bit ago, so there probably is some sort of follow-up. Yeah. Uh, that he ends up joining the church. Yeah, I mean, that yep. would be a great story. But willing? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this, I think, has been all over, certainly national news, and uh, all over the thing local here. Um, Corey 
Richens. I'm not sure if you've heard this name or been following this at all. Uh, she's charged with murdering her husband, Eric. From up in Summit County, right? Up in Camas, yep, which yeah. is uh, just, uh, what is that, east of uh, Salt Lake, mm-hmm. kind of by Park City-ish. Uh, she's accused of poisoning her husband last year. And, um, and so it's a couple things. One, it talks about how she's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which I think you then um, maybe wrongfully assume that the husband is also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And even then, it's in Utah, so you don't know what, how, how closely they're members, even if they are members, right? But, but uh, the way that he, that is Eric Richens, died is um, police believe that she, Kuri, gave him a lethal dose of fentanyl disguised in a Moscow mule. So alcoholic beverage... I thought that was at least interesting to note that they make uh, great pains to put, include that she's Mormon within the headline, but then that, you know, typically speaking, I think those that are mainstream don't drink yeah, and, and, typically. and, uh, and do that, but, or at least don't tell people they do. Sure. Sure. <laughs> do it behind closed doors. But the other part of this is that she wrote a book called, are you with me? Uh, a way for children to be able to grieve, <laughs> The loss of a, a, a parent. Well, even if you kill your husband, your kids need to know how to <laughs> yeah, deal yeah. with the loss of them. Yeah, it it's unreal that she likely did that. Like I said, she's been arrested. She is accused. There obviously will be a trial as far as all this goes. But there is video footage of her being on like these... Um, you know, like a, a, a Good Things Utah is a show here in Utah. It's your essentially middle of the day, afternoon, w- woman geared, but not necessarily, you know, only for women, but focused, like live a better life and eat better food and take care of your family's kind of stuff. And she's talking about how, you know, her husband passed and it was sudden and we didn't know how to grieve it. And, and we had to move on. <laughs> and all along, <laughs> she was the one, allegedly, who poisoned and, and killed him. Now, here, here is the even more fascinating thing, and tell me if your mind doesn't go here. This is only a couple of months uh, after the suspected poisoning of uh, Mormon dentist Jim... Well, so Jim Craig, the dentist in Colorado who killed his wife. Oh, yeah. And then you have the other story about the, uh, the, um, the daughter of the Stampin' Up! people who you know, hired essentially someone to kill her first husband and he was sniped in the middle of the road. Like, shouldn't we make divorce a little bit easier if this is uh, yeah, <laughs> the it, way you, you feel like you have to get out of Yeah, something? is it culturally uneasy? Is that what it is? My wife and I, we watch a lot of murder television, which sounds weird to say it like that. <laughs> well, that's how I call it. My wife watches murder shows. That's, yeah. I'm like, you, oh, you're watching a murder show. I'll, I'll yeah, see you later. Yeah. But but we've had the conversation, maybe we've mentioned it here in the cultural hall, but we've talked about like, hey, if this, like, if you're not feeling this, yeah, tell me, yeah, you know, yeah, like, if you don't want to be together, can you, can we make like one deal within this to not murder each other? <laughs> I knew my wife had been watching way too many of these shows a few years ago when uh-huh. she turned to me one day as I walked in, she said, Please don't murder me. <laughs> and that was, I'm like, what? what? Yep. And, and we had that discussion too. I'm like, I promise. Yeah. If there's ever a situation where we just don't want to be together, 
We'll work it out. I, I didn't murder, you know, a lot of, maybe, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the culture. I think I have. Uh-huh. I was married before, uh-huh. um, but only for about a year and a half. I didn't murder her. Yeah, good. And so, Thank you. Thank yeah. you for not yeah. doing that. So, you know, that's, that's a good way to deal with it. I mean, it wasn't fun, but I'll tell you, it was far better than murdering her. Sure, <laughs> sure. Divorce, divorce is terrible. I feel like the stigma around it is less than it used to be. And and in a moment of seriousness, like it is miserable. If you are miserable in your relationship, if there's anything that you can do to have it be better, that being therapy or like spending time with one another and do it, I, I genuinely believe that there's nothing better that you could do, nothing more that you can invest your time and your money in to better that relationship because you clearly, you know, invested in that person. Yeah. At some point, because you were like, hey, this is a great fit and let's do this. I think maybe that's a big assumption. But it also, if if it's just if you want to be with someone else, you don't want to be with anyone. Yeah. They've changed. They've crossed a boundary, you know, one too many times. And, you know, you don't feel like the thing, whatever it is. Don't murder them. It, yeah, don't murder them. <laughs> and you can, you can divorce them. And it will be okay. Easy? Yeah. No. Fun? No. Absolutely not. Challenging financially or is it the spiritually you, or anything? Is it the reason you wanted to get married to get divorced? No. no. Obviously not. No. But. but take faith that many have been divorced and that you can be yeah. divorced and come out on the other side and you don't have to murder anyone. <laughs> And all this, you know, in, in and then you you didn't even mention the big one, the big documentary, the Daybell case. Sure. I mean, sounds like there was a lot of this thought. Yeah. <laughs> going yeah. on with that. I, 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 I mean, I guess it's a thing, it, maybe the, like the pride. Yeah. Like you don't want to be like, oh, hey, this mm. failed. And so you're trying to hide it or... I don't know. Maybe it's the money, the the, the, the life, you know, insurance. life insurance sure. stuff. I'm sure, sure that's a big part of it, but it can't be all of it. I sure, think. sure. But walk that out just yeah. to, just for a quick second. Like you're sitting with your your partner, whom you've you know likely you know the amount of life insurance. I would imagine you know most couples know that about each other, and and you're sitting there thinking, this soup is delicious. And if I kill that person, I'll have half a million dollars. Or like if that person <laughs> died, I would, I, there's some disconnect for me and, and gratefully so. I'm glad that this just doesn't make sense to me, but some sort of disconnect where I'm like, yeah, I just, I just don't think I could murder the person. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't see how we ever get to murder anyway. Yep. Yep. I think, and this is just, I think me, I think I can I can get behind and understand, even though I've never really gone this way. Suicide, okay, easier to me than dealing with murder. Mm. Like if if things were going well, I didn't feel like I could deal with it. I think I I could get my mental state around suicide easier than I could get around murder. So anyway, this is a weird conversation. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. Uh, a quick reminder to people that. Um, if you find yourself suicidal, you can now dial the 988, just like 911. It's 988, and it will help you uh, get connected to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Uh, that used to be that number that no one could ever remember, the 1-800-something-something-something-talk. Uh, but now it's just 988. And uh, that was created in part by a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I can't remember his name right now. And certainly we'll get him in in an episode in the future. But, yeah, I mean... Maybe it can make more sense, but please, 
please, if you're struggling, if you're finding yourself where you think that that's the only option to get out, talk to someone so you can be able to see that there is more to life um, than where you're currently living. Uh, what else do you have, sir? So there's a, a a new feature coming to the downtown Temple Square. Okay. And uh, I'm leaning into my radio. You're leaning in. <laughs> this new feature is a new stone engraving that um, actually um, will be not right on Temple Square, the classic Temple Square, you know, mm-hmm. but actually over by the the... Um, the office building, which obviously now is is much incorporated into that whole, sure. whole area. It, it's not that where classic. it used to be very segmented. From yeah. you had Temple Square, and then what used to be Main Street, and then you have all the buildings with Church Office Building. It's now sort of a plaza. Yeah, and it looks like it's right between the administration building and the office building, and but it it um and it it's in that spot that overlooks the temple in that perfect wedding spot but mm-hmm. it, it says and it shall come to pass that in the last days that the mountain of the lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above all hills and all nations shall flow into it which is isaiah 2 2 so that that stone is now going to be there as you as you attend that and that's quite a i think that's quite a cool update to the, what you would see downtown and 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 give people an idea what why it's such a big deal that mm-hmm members of the church came here and that Joseph Smith um, prophesied that we would go be, go beyond the Rocky mountains and come here. And that, and so there's, there's a lot of uh, Mormon history around that scripture and that, that temple. So I think that that's a great new addition to it as the temple gets redone and the downtown area gets updated. Yeah. I, I love the idea of it being done. It seems like it's been worked on and I know it's only been a couple of years, but like in my like uh, certainly in my teenage years, and even in my early twenties when we would go out on dates and stuff like that, uh, we would spend a, a lot of time in the downtown area, Temple Square, oh, yeah. and, and you know we'd come up from Ogden all yeah, the time. That was a great place. To Assembly Hall, Conference Center, all the things we would do. All the you know the different downtown things. You'd go to uh, the mall. Remember yeah. going to malls? Remember oh, yeah. when you had to go to stores? Anyway, we'd do that, right? That old mall that was just all inside. Yeah, Crossroads. Like, Crossroads. Crossroads Mall, Crossroads right. mall yeah. Now, City Creek. Obviously City Creek. Yeah. But uh like it, it it's a part of it's a part of me that feels like it's missing. So I'm excited, certainly about the stone, the increased sight lines, the you know, bringing it all together and the temple being done. I just kind of want it to be done. And I'm sure the church does as well, because well, this just is the kind of the billions. second time we've had to deal with this, right? Because yep. I mean, they didn't do the temple before. Uh, maybe they did a little bit on the temple what twenty years ago. Yeah, and that was a big deal. That's when they redid a lot of the and took down the walls and changed things a lot to and made it the walk street there. Because before that, you could drive between the Temple Square and the Hotel Utah. Uh-huh. What is the Joseph Smith Memorial? What there? is? What is the Joseph yeah. Smith Memorial oh, Building? Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Ken Jennings. He's a yep. member of the church. Yeah, <laughs> oh. Shoehorn that. <laughs> Just threw that right in. Um, but yeah, so, and now now 20 years later, they're doing it again. So hopefully in 20 years, they're not doing it a third time. But yeah. you never know. Yeah, this is the last to end it. Yeah. Because the second is, coming, we don't yeah. know when, but in our lifetime, allegedly. Apparently. I mean, they were saying that in the 70s. Sure. So most of those people are dead. <laughs> Most of the people from the 70s are dead? No, the people who were saying that in the 70s were dead. People that were in their 70s in yeah. the 70s are dead. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I would say mo- all people who were 70 in the 70s Probably. are dead, right? If they're not, they're, let's they're, go find them because yeah. they're a unique person. There you go. Uh, this is interesting going back to kind of the flooding thing. Um, missionaries, uh, 
oftentimes in the state of Utah, not really allowed to do physical service because people are looking at them all the time and um, people in the state of Utah, and this happens anywhere, uh, but because the church is so uh, prevalent, people are always watching the missionaries and being like, are you doing what you're supposed to? That isn't what we did on our mission. Is this what you're supposed to do? And so I have seen far less of like physical labor missionaries in the state of Utah, right? They'll where like, for instance, when I served in Cleveland, like there was a woman that we did all of her like trimming in the spring, right? We would go there and we trim and she, you know, made us lunch and it was a service sort of oriented thing. You would not see that here in the state of Utah so much, but whole article about uh, missionaries doing sandbagging because of the flooding. Big deal. They've got the tag awkwardly over the collar that you always had to do if you didn't have the right tag that yeah. could be just pinned to your shirt. And That's what I always did. Just slipped it on. Because yep. I hated the pin tag. Yeah, just right on the neck. You'd always lose the pin tags. Now yeah. there's some magnet ones, for crying out loud. I know. We didn't have magnet yeah. ones. Yeah. Magnets were invented when we served missions, but we didn't have them. <laughs> we didn't have them. I don't know why someone didn't think to put a magnet yeah. on the back uh, of that thing. We've only done it this way. What, do you want us to do it a different way? Is that yeah. what you're saying? It, it takes 20 years to change anything in a church, including <laughs> the missionary tax. Exactly. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a fascinating, just quick article. A sad story out of Davis County. Tell me. Um, LDS missionary died in a, oh, yeah. a an accident involving yeah. a scooter. And you'd think, okay, what that means is, okay, uh, a motorized scooter was driving and he rocked in front of it. And, and apparently it was, it was simpler than that. I guess he was sitting around talking with a bunch of youth and uh, they decided he was going to jump over the scooter and I guess he landed and hit his head and it he was killed. on a scooter and jumped a thing yeah he on the jumped scooter. he right. jumped over the scooter that someone was riding at him he right. wasn't on the scooter but oh he that wasn't was, yeah and so something so yeah he's so it says uh let's see Henninger suffered his name is uh Elder Henninger Henninger suffered a severe head injury and after he he jumped over one of the scooters as it approached him on the road, and they, they had kind of planned it. He uh, just kind of jumped uh, over, just kind of show showing off or something. I don't know exactly. I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to put words in what he was doing. But um, but it looked, you know, something dumb I would have done when I was nineteen. Something sure. you know, a lot of dumb kids. I was dumb. I'm sorry if you're nineteen, you're kind of dumb, even mm -hmm. if you think you're smart. Sure. Um, so it is not a necessarily a reflection on him, him in, in general, just 19-year-olds. Sure. sure. Yeah, you don't think the next step through it, yeah. but uh, he was from... He's from Canada. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was, uh, does does it say where? Let's see, it says uh, New Brunswick, Canada. Searsville, New Brunswick, Canada. And he's been serving the Utah Layton Mission since December 2022. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. We've talked about this individual before. Uh, Manese Finau. I think is how you say that. Um, he, this is in uh, New Zealand. He's a uh, rugby player and he went to a Mormon church dance. And he, do you remember this? They were at, there was a group of gentlemen outside this Mormon church dance uh, like four years ago. And he stabbed someone, allegedly stabbed someone outside of a church dance. Um, he was this phenomenal rugby player that had a, a huge future as far as this goes. But Apparently, some sort of altercation happened, and now he's found himself in jail. The the um, trial went through, and, and that's, of course, why he found himself in jail. But he is appealing uh, his, you know, his sentence, his uh, accusation, his all those things in, in hopes that he can find his way out. He's all along maintained that he didn't do 
right. what people said that he did and that, you know. Well, uh, when I was, you know, I served in Australia and we had a lot of Polynesian elders. Mm-hmm. And the stories go that the the there was a lot of very significant violent altercations between what they called church college, which is LDS church college, and like the Methodist church college. And oh, really? The, the, in in New Zealand and in Samoa and in some of these Polynesian. And and I don't know what it is that, you know, I, I heard lots of stories about major rumbles and battles and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I don't know if it maybe just escalated. It was kind of one of those normal things. Sure. And then just escalated or yeah. something completely different. I don't know. I just, I'm just going off my, my knowledge from, you know, hearsay from elders on my mission. Sure. Sure. Uh, I thought this was interesting too. This is seven ways to make your prayers more meaningful. Are you ready for this? Perfect. I'll take a prayer being more meaningful. I love these listicles. I, I actually, uh, really appreciated this quite a bit, uh, as someone who, you know, I pray. I don't, I don't know that I always, Sometimes it's because of habit or sometimes it's like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not actually like I'm asking, but I'm not really asking. I'm sort of yeah. going through the motions or whatever, but how to make your prayers more meaningful. Number one, be still before and after you pray. You hear that sort of anecdotally that it's like, Heavenly Father, I want you to help me because I don't know what to do. And then you get up and we leave. get done. Yeah, you get up and leave and you're then you're on your phone and you're listening to the radio or you know, podcast or whatever and and you don't give an opportunity to be able to be impacted by what um, you are asking for or hoping to seek guidance in. So I liked that. Give a gratitude-only prayer is number two. Certainly, uh, that's a way to uh, to make it more meaningful, uh, be able to just be thankful. Yep. I think that that's significant. Um, this is one I, I know that people do. I have never done and and I'm considering uh, doing something like this, but uh, a prayer list. So you know when you um, you a know you search, list. yeah. So you search on on uh, you know on social media, and people are like, my mother has cancer, oh, like, like, and kind of like any, we do in and, the temple, like and, a pr- yeah. your own personal prayer list. Yeah, and okay. if anyone would pray for her. Send her good vibes. I'd really appreciate that. So, so Mr. Rogers did this. Yeah, right? really. Yeah, yeah. One, it came out in the movie, and then also in the documentary. And it was, I was quite, quite inspired by it. I uh-huh. haven't done it, uh-huh. but Mr. Rogers would pray for people every day by name, huh. which I thought was extremely. I thought it was extremely inspiring. Sure, not enough to do it. Sure. <laughs> I appreciate that candor, but, but I, I guess the idea and, you know, if anyone has done this contact of the as far as how you facilitate this, I would be curious to know, but I guess you just a little, you know, a little pen and paper or you know, a little notebook or, you know, something like that little moleskin thing and you carry it with you. And, but then you have to open your eyes and remember when you were a kid, you'd always catch people with eyes. Oh you, yeah. You, you yeah. Prayers don't come yeah. through. It's like, it, it's like if you say what your birthday wish is, yeah. doesn't come true. Doesn't come true Same if your deal. eyes are open. I wonder why we... If anyone knows this, I would be curious too. Why the closed eyes for prayer? Yeah, where or did that emphasis, come from? Or emphasis on like that is how we would receive. I wonder if it's something simple initially as blocking off the rest of the world so you focus on sure. what you're praying is and it's just turned into... Yeah, some sort of dogmatic practice. Yeah. I would love to know. Contact at theculturalhall.com about uh, eyes closed while you pray. But all to say, so you're on Facebook... 
your mom has cancer. What's your mom's name? It's Susie Robinson. Okay, so I write that down. And then uh, assumptively, then you get to when you say your prayers and you're like, hey, bless Susie Robinson who's struggling from cancer that she can be able to have the blessings that she need and the fortitude to be able to find her way through it. And then, you know, uh, Andrew said this and, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and pray for that. And then that. we'll travel home and see. Yeah. And the sugar out of this crap. Uh, number four, this is kind of an interesting thing too. And I, I like this um, because I think it establishes more of like the father in heaven as opposed to like God, almighty power of you. Uh, tell God about your life. Hey, this is what's going on. And I think that we convolute this because we're like, well, I want thee to know that thou has, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not mocking that I am, uh, but I think that this is, this is doctrine. What according to me, I think that God uh, appreciates it more if you are not more differently. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't need to use a word there, but I think God would appreciate it if you're like, hey, you know what? I'm really struggling with my employment choice. Man, I really don't know how to connect to my kids. I have no self-control with the things that I'm eating, and I just, you know, I feel miserable about it. whatever the thing may be. And just talk to him like yeah. like, he, like he's a real person. Yeah, because he is a real person. person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Number five is accompany your prayer with scripture study. I always think that can be good either to take that moment. And I think that that's, you know, the words are great. I think the purpose is great. I think the spirit is great, but almost, I think there can be a little bit of like meditative and intentional portion of the scripture reading. Yeah, I think that, going both ways, right? Yeah, yeah. Before you pray, before you read scriptures, you might, you might pray that to understand the scriptures, mm -hmm. but also in reverse, like mm -hmm. you're reading the scriptures and maybe, maybe bring that into your prayer and say, help me understand this a little bit or how it applies to me. Yeah. Or two separate things. Yeah. Like maybe it's just like a focus on God as you're reading the scriptures and it's not like the spirit bore testimony of this particular answer, but you're sort of like, you're getting into that. I'm open to answers and one has nothing to do with the other. You study the scriptures and you're sort of open to it. And then you translate it into prayer and you go, Hey, I'm really looking for this. And because you got sort of into that meditative state, God can be like, yeah, Hey, Think about this. What about this then? I like that. Uh, number six, do your part, which uh, this is described as prayer requires more than getting on your knees and talking. Well, that's a major part of it. You have to be willing to put in the work that's associated with whatever answers you might receive. Both before and after. You want, I mean, it says study it out in your, your brain. So God's not just going to download all the information you need mm -hmm. to know. So often that means you have to do the work ahead of time and be willing to do the work when you receive some revelation, maybe you just like take this next step. You may not know the end, but at least you need to take that step before you, you, it was years ago when I was a kid, I, I, this, it stuck with me all the time in the red fern grows. Mm -hmm. you ever, you yeah. Where the red fern grows. That's one of my favorite Yeah. If you need to cry, if you're feeling yeah. a little yeah. overhydrated, go if ahead you like and watch dogs, that movie. Jeez. Maybe don't watch that movie. Oh. But one of the things that stood out to me as a, a youth about in that story is he prayed to have these dogs. And every time he prayed to have these dogs, all that uh, that came up in front of him was an opportunity to for him to work to get more money, and then the opportunity to buy the dogs. But he needed the money, and then even when he was able to order the dogs, they 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 came to a town, and he had to actually go get the dogs, and it was quite a distance, and and he was a young kid, and it, 
just it, it was just a metaphor that I learned early on that actually when I say learned early on, I remembered it early on and only learned later in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this idea that, you know what, if I want something, the opportunities are going to rise, but those opportunities are for me to step through the door and me to walk through those doors. So, uh, Interesting thing, uh, Stuart Peterson, who is in Where the Red Fern Grows, I believe he's the boy mm-hmm. in Where the Red Fern Grows, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, I yeah. knew that. Oh, well... well. Well, Mr. Mayor. Wasn't he in some of the early church? I mean, he was in in church videos, I think, as a kid, too. Yeah, but, yep. yeah. Yep. a lot of the BYU early yeah. kind of stuff. He also studied at both Ricks College and Brigham Young University. I'm learning from mormonwiki.com. Which is now big, Brigham Young University, Idaho. So. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was sort of a quick thing. We'll go very quick through this. Uh, these are, since we're doing listicles. 15 ways to support your missionary besides sending a package. Okay. I think number 16 should be send better packages. <laughs> so for whatever that's worth. Number one, tell them you miss them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Two, prepare for your communication with them. I sort of like that uh, when you have, because now you're able to speak with them on the weekly, like when we were only able to speak on Mother's Day and Christmas, like you'd have, I want to make sure I tell them about this and the, you know this thing that's going on. Having that more regular, I mean, take a minute. What do I want to tell my missionary when I visit with them? So I thought that was a good idea. Uh, take photos of your life specifically for your missionary so that they can be, you know, hey, what have you been working on? I've been working on the yard. Let me show you what Especially we did. Especially if you're you're waiting for him. Then you can send him yeah. nice little posed yeah. pictures yeah. This is for her. Me. Yeah, this is me not on a date. <laughs> uh, express your confidence in them often. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and better than a package, better than a thing of peanut butter, maybe. I don't know. I think I think those packages are pretty cool for my mission. Uh, be involved on their social media page, which is a whole different thing that I can just imagine would be awesome to know. I don't know how I'd be. Like, I'm, I'm trying to post things for my local people. My mom's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Way know. to go, son. Good job. That's so inspiring. Uh, ask other people to send your missionary a note. I think that that's kind of a fun thing. Uh, there was a guy, and I to this day, I still don't know who it is, but he would send me $20 once a month. He'd just wow. say, you know what? I appreciate what missionary work is, and I know your family, and you come from great, you know, sort of, you know, lineage or whatever he would say. Um, but it was just like, I think that you're doing great work. Continue to do it and get yourself something that, you know, that helps you enjoy. Here's $20. And, you know, once a month, start to get that. I think, I think you know, when I when I got home, luck, my bishop um, actually, I don't know if he was supposed to or not, but I was, my, my interview with him went right after I got home, he shared with me all the different people from my home ward who mm. supported me on my mission. Interesting. It was a, I wasn't expecting that. I don't think that's normally done, but I think uh, it it really inspired me and actually helped me realize people were watching and taking part of my mission that I didn't even know. I didn't even interact with very much, even though they'd been in my ward all my life. Sure. Right? So, so when you say support, like you know, help fifty dollars, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Just, okay, just donating directly to my. To you specifically, to, not just to the general fund in the even in the ward, directly to to me specifically, and I, I thought that was inspiring, and it made me made me realize how much more my mission meant to other people than even it did to me. So I suppose I have considered that that occurs, like you hear about, like the anonymous person in the ward paid for Mister Mayor's mission, right? You hear about those things, but. But yeah, I mean, there are missionaries that serve from my ward. I could go in and say, hey, you know what? Yeah. 50 on each of them. Let's do this. Yep. 
I didn't realize. Man, I had never thought about that. Uh, you can look for ways to introduce a little variety into their life, meaning you can print out a, a photo of the family dog or a pretty sunset that they could hang up on the wall to change their surroundings. Obviously, be considerate of home uh, homesickness, but um, you could find them a new workout, something yeah. to change up their routine. Um you, know, you could tell them about the new TV show that they're missing. In the, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, number eight says, look for ways to bring appropriate humor into your missionary's life. So I'll just leave that there. Uh, number nine, pray for their companion, their ward, and the people they're teaching. I think that's pretty cool. If you're like, tell me about who you're teaching. Oh, we're teaching Mr. Mary. He's from Texas. Oh, yeah, tell me about him. Oh, he likes to fly fish and, you know, whatever. Okay, I'll pray, I'll pray for now him. Now we bring these two listicles together. See? Number 10, if your missionary invites you to do something, do it and report back to them. Uh, send occasional handwritten letters. I have every single letter that my grandparents wrote me, handwritten, and now they're a treasure to me. Uh, they even put it in a diary, uh, like a like catalog is the word that's coming to my mind, but like a, a journal. Yeah, I had this big binder that I'd keep all my Binder would be yeah. another one. Yeah. Uh, you can write a letter solely dedicated to things that you love about your missionary. You know, hey, if you're feeling down or if you're not feeling down, I just want to know this is why I love you. Man, well, those can be useful even if it's not at that moment. Sure. Right? Yeah. Later in their life. Yeah. Later <laughs> in life or later in their mission. The sure. day they are down, having that available, they can kind of, you know, focus on that might be really helpful. If you know the area, you can send a gift card. Yeah. Find a, a particular establishment that either they enjoy. One of the things that uh, that I discovered and and harmfully so, is that there are few things in life that can't be healed by ice cream. Yeah. And so started into the ice cream thing on the mission, and now it's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. But yeah, You like, can take that out of control, as I have. Sure, then sure, you have to have sure, a sure. <laughs> but a gift card for like, hey, take you and your yeah. companion and get yourself some Cold Stone. Okay. That's an ice cream shop for yeah. people. Uh, share your testimony. Seek out missionary opportunities yourself. So there. That's what said was 17, but for some reason I only have 15. What other stories do you have? I think I'm out. You're out? I'm out. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely have a few more that we can share here. Uh, the This article passed around, are young Latter-day Saints leaning more liberal? I think so. Sure. Probably rightfully so. Maybe not. And I think the, the difference is what seems liberal to the very conservative is actually quite middle ground. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and this article goes into a few things. Uh one of which is if you're like if you assign a particular person with a conservative movement and you want to separate yourself from said particular person, then you're going to say that you're more liberal. Yeah. Even if when pushed maybe your, you know, beliefs are still fairly conservative. I think that if, if just asked, hey, are you more liberal than this? You'd be like, yes, I don't want to be associated with that individual. Yeah. I think that that's part of it. Uh, if asked, are you more liberal than your parents? That's probably yeah. always yeah. true yeah. if always you're 20. Always true. <laughs> yeah, always true if you're 20. So are young Latter-day Saints leaning more liberal? Yeah, maybe. But, but to, it, to get it, I, really I think, good research about it, I, I don't know. I think if you look over time, you'd probably see a skew. Mm -hmm. More liberal, but we're talking a leaning, not a not a, a, a direct movement that way. Uh, this article, Republican Senator Mike Lee, 
attacks a Mormon university professor for having a trans child. I'm not sure if you saw this. No, I didn't. Uh, Republic- but I, I usually turn away from anything that has my cleat. Yeah, or on Twitter. Man, it's a dumpster fire. Although you can find us at the Cultural Hall. And we actually a very active uh, Twitter following. Uh, thanks to our friend Matthew Jalalian, who does a lot of the posting. I'll drop in every now and then, but shout out to him. Uh, so Republican Senator Mike Lee joined in a Twitter pile-on attacking a professor who told her students that she has a transgender child. A professor at BYU uh, has widely been attacked by right-wingers after she told the class that her 8-year-old is trans. BYU professor Sarah Coyne, who I've had the opportunity to interview multiple times, not for the cultural hall, but for other things, was hit with a wave of hate on Twitter with users calling for her to be fired after her March 30th lecture was criticized by the Cougar Chronicle, which is a conservative student-run newspaper. Senator Utah Lee, uh, Senator Senior Utah, there we go, Senator Mike Lee tweeted about the article that has 90,000 followers. Commonplace at most universities, but BYU? Question mark. Coin quickly found herself at a target of Lee's at, of hate from Lee's tweet with one Twitter claiming the woke Satan mind virus has been allowed to infiltrate BYU. Coin responded in the Salt Lake Tribune saying trans kids have been villainized on a really awful level. Families have become a political story when we are just trying to live. A student-led petition backing the professor professor has circulated, claiming that Coyne had prefaced her lecture by explaining the Mormon church's stance on LGBTQ identities. And that's the problem, I think, in a large picture on this. One, Senator Mike Lee, mm-hmm. and two, uh, <laughs> no love lost, certainly, for that individual. I digress. I think that there's a way that you can pile on. But the other thing is, is that people don't, when you post something, especially on Twitter, it is snippets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is not, we had a great conversation about, uh, you know, the yeah. family and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And you as part of this- one line out, yep. put it on Twitter, yep. and then the whole thing is awful. The professor said she has a, a trans kid. <gasps> oh, no. Keyboard warriors unite. I just, it's unfortunate when- our leaders will add to something like that. And I question certainly even the label of a leader for someone to doing that, you know, doing that. Unfortunately, you know, he is a leader and, and has sway as far as that goes. But I just think context is king. Yeah. And, you know. Well, and the the idea of, of giving grace to others is not available on Twitter. Sure. sure. You know, it, it's interesting. So, uh, Dan McClellan. Dan McClellan, is that his name? Dan McClellan. Yeah, McClellan. Yeah. He's the he's the And we former say that so be- differently. McClellan, and you're like, yeah, anyway. Yep. Uh, the former professor at BYU, but now yeah. he just does social media, does yeah. that podcast, and also has a TikTok feed and all that. So he recently shared a video um, with a guy that um, it was talking about, like, the origin of maybe Noah's Ark, I yeah. want to say. Do you know yeah, the yeah, story yeah, I'm yeah, talking about? Yep, yep. And uh, this guy... I watch him all the time. In, in the video, talking really, really loud. And um, so Dan McClellan, he shares this, this video, right? And people start to come at Dan saying, hey, man, just so you know, I think, I think that this person has a condition that you might not be aware of. Right. And so then... Because, he pulled be, that off Twitter. Yeah, 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 because Dan's a responsible person. Yeah. Like, he searched it out and said, oh, oh, yeah, and, and maybe it's... And uh, it wasn't that he was he was 
portraying him in any negative light. Sure. But what what because of that, there was a lot of comments. Sure. About that. And it turned into not about the story, but about that condition. And sure. so he pulled it because it's like, well, that's not the point. Sure. Right? A- and to his credit, issued an apology yeah. that said, hey, you know what? I should have done better. I should have done better. I can admit when I've done something wrong. And I want to let people know that, you know, when I know better, I will do better. And I took that video down and didn't explain anything like that to me. I mean, I don't think that Dan McClellan's going to be a senator for the state of Utah. No. In well, you know, maybe uh, never could, could be, yeah. but that to me is leadership. Yeah, yeah. Do, doing things where you go, "Hey, I'm going to throw some gasoline on this fire because it feeds my base." That I don't care for. At the heart of what Dan McClellan does, though, he has an an integrity behind what yep. he does. Now, yes, he likes to like he likes to to attack back. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> you can hear in that. that sure, he loves to. Point out stupidity and sure, you know, use words like that. Just idea is laughable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he uses that. So, but it's it's a good thing when someone on Twitter, even when they're conference as confrontational as Dan can be at times, will pull back and apologize. Yeah, and we, we lose that so much in nowadays the the, the discourse nowadays. Uh, I'm going to spend about this much time sharing this article. We've got only a couple more, but uh, Tucker Carlson uh, <laughs> from Fox News. He's one of those when you say his name, it makes yeah, me just yeah, chuckle. Yeah. Dylan, yeah. Uh, he, uh, no longer on the Fox News. Yeah. Uh, Fox News finding the whole thing. What does this have to do with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? He wants you to have Mormon levels of kids. That's that's how it's connected. And essentially what he said is he's like, yeah, you know what? Have big families. Like Mormons love Mormon level of kids. I like that expression. Yeah. I want a Mormon level of faith. If I want a Mormon level of take care of them and adequately take care of them. Yeah, I, yep. I'm fine with that. Yeah, emotionally. Yep. Everything. Financially, spiritually, yep. I think is part yep. of it as well. But to just have kids, to have kids. I know the Mormon culture says one thing, but maybe maybe think about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to. I just want to scour this through and make sure we haven't missed anything. Uh, we can save that one for next time. Nabu Temples, we'll do that with uh, the Pharaoh himself, yep. Corey K. Ward. Let's see here. Uh, church. Oh, this is just sort of a quick aside. There, the uh, church newsroom has done in the last year such a better job about sharing what the church is doing for helping other people. Talking about stuff in Turkey, formerly Turkey. Uh, where the earthquakes were, all the relief to uh, a school that was flooded in Afri- on the continent of Africa. Uh, they're r- providing relief to war refugees in Eastern D- Democratic Republic of the Congo. Like, all that they are doing, I'm sure that we did a, a portion of this prior, but whoever has stepped into the church newsroom and said, let's get people writing about this, talking about this, and sharing that we do this, Kudos, because yeah, it is a, a it is a marked, marked difference. It is. I bet you we've been doing these kinds of things all along. It's just promoting that we do these things, and it, I think it helps people understand where their where the tithing dollars go to, what we do in the church, mm-hmm. and why you know helps talk about our message. I think maybe it was maybe it, it, you can always lean into the the brag and pride of doing you know I did this. And so you guys got to pat me on the back for it. But, you know, as long as you balance that a little bit, I think 
the more of this is helpful because we as church members do put our our effort, you know sacrifice our our time and and talents and and financial um, uh, financial obligations to the church in in many ways. Yeah, there. I want to end on this, and this is not a way to end an episode, but I appreciate feedback on things like this. There is a new law in the state of Idaho that uh, if you take a minor out of the state of Idaho for an abortion, it is now illegal. They've recently done this. And this particular article focuses around uh, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Her name is Mackenzie and talks about how growing up in a Mormon household, how very little that she knew about pregnancy, about healthy sexual relationships, about, you know, all of these different things. Here's what I, here, here is where I would ur- urge you to, to read and to listen. Now, let me just first of all say that, that, uh, as the, you know, the discussion about abortion is not a thing that I'm going to, to get into, especially not at the end of an hour long episode and all of those things. Where we've talked about murder. Yeah. Where we did talk about <laughs> murder, right? Um, but but I think that it is an interesting thing of note. Where, wherever you feel on the abortion spectrum, you know, whether it should be allowed or never, ever, it's absolutely murder under any circumstances, or you fall with, like, how the church does, which is in moments of And by the way, I'm not saying incest. that it is. I'm just saying we talked about murder Sure, 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 and... sure. Uh, although people will accuse you, Mr. Mayor, yep. you make those assumptive statements. So I'll apologize now that I didn't assume any, don't assume anything by my statement. <laughs> uh, but, but, but... Read this article as as instructive as to maybe why, if that's uncomfortable for you to talk about sex, sexual relationships, sexual intimacy, pregnancy with your kids, take even the abortion piece out of this particular article, but but just recognize how that part of it, the the sexual education plays a part in the greater picture. And I think that I think that that could be a valuable discussion. Agreed. That's it. I hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And that you will go home in safety and go to the store. Yeah, perfect. That's, that's, <laughs> that is how I hear it in every single uh, prayer at church. The one, and, and the one that anyway, you said, safety, uh, that if we weren't healthy enough to join us this week, that you'll, you'll be healthy, healthy enough to join us next week. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural, the cultural hall. hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back row.